Now, at the end of the last broadcast, we had just introduced the noisome or grievous sore that fell upon those who had received the mark of the beast and had worshipped his image. I wanted to point out in that uh, reference that there is a direct correlation between these plagues that are coming upon the earth at the end of the age and the plagues that befell Israel, uh, Egypt rather, when Israel was amongst them. I digressed at that point and spoke of uh, the silliness of some of the theology and preaching that we've heard before about batteries exploding, batteries that power um, microchips in people uh, exploding and causing these sores. It's, it's nothing like that. These are both practical and symbolic references. I mean, the, symbolis the symbolism ties it into Israel and Egypt and, this, and specifically ties it into the sixth plague of Egypt where God sent boils and sores upon the Egyptians. I think this is particularly significant because uh, the magicians of Egypt by now have been rendered impotent because they are admitting we don't, we can't keep up with the activities of the God of uh, Moses. He's beyond us. And part of it is just the stunning condemnation of those who worship the beast and his image as if the beast and the image were the truth. I mean, this, this is the the obvious divine tension, <clears throat> pardon me, inherent within the references here. The intent is to show us that like the magicians of Egypt who conjured falsely um, and deceived the people and deceived even Pharaoh in it, so much so that he hardened his heart. And Pharaoh is a type of the evil one. And then they fell behind. They could not move forward beyond the sixth plague. And the sixth plague represents uh, the widened gap between the pretense of Egypt and its magicians who deceived everyone um, and the judgment of God. So in the same way, what we're observing here is how God is exposing the lie upon which the beast is built, upon which Satan convinces the earth and 
builds out this kingdom. Have we wondered at all about why we now live in a time when everybody believes that the truth is their personal possession, subject to them and to them alone? It was in my lifetime, during my lifetime, I heard the phrase, my truth. And I first heard it on an Oprah Winfrey show. But it might as well have been on any number of these talk shows. The popularity of these shows is because they're the first appearing of teachers after the people's lusts. Whatever the people lust for, they heap to themselves teachers. So talk shows are by nature giving voice and vent to whatever people lust for, the popular will of the people more so than preachers who are preaching falsehoods. Preachers who are preaching falsehoods have no relevance to the world. And this is the judgment of God that has come upon the world. So the role of preachers is minimal. Uh, their principal deception is of people who are seeking God or people who, who are church people. But that's not the majority of the human population. Human population has grown increasingly dependent upon uh, human wisdom. They craft what they say uh, in the language of human wisdom. And they have invented every kind of language and linguistic gymnastics to justify the abominable and the depraved as normal. So like the magicians of Egypt deceiving the Egyptian population, so these modern day social prophets who have not chosen to retain God in their knowledge, have invented the language that's popular amongst the people. Think of um, some of the more uh, current forms of this. Terms like um, being uh, uh, my truth, is one such term. Another term, homophobic. Um, the popularization of the term hate. So if you don't agree with somebody and that person wraps himself or herself in the popular language, which is designed to be merely buzzwords that you could refer to and hide behind and nobody dare pursue you behind those words because those words are effective barriers 
that preclude you from having to answer uh, in substance, you could simply say you're misogynistic. And what that means is you hate women. So everything you say, if you're labeled with misogyny, you, uh, you're neutralized, racist. If uh, and anything you say, once you've been given the label racist in a public way, everything you say is, uh, you've become persona non grata and everything you say is foolish. Everything you say is wicked and hateful. If you're labeled homophobic, as I mentioned earlier, everything you say has no relevance. People can dismiss you at will. Nobody is put to the task of pursuing truth beyond labels. And the list goes on. Um, you know, now they, they invent new sexual identities, that they are pansexual. Um, and uh, that means that um, they explore all sides of their being. Uh, and by the way, whatever side of their being they choose to explore is one of their own inventions. But all you have to do is be a popular singing star or movie star or somebody popular and you, you can label yourself however you wish. What are we looking at? We're looking at a population that has not retained God in their knowledge. They're inventing it. They're heaping to themselves teachers for whatever they lust for. People are be marginal, marginal performers are becoming now front and center simply by embracing controversy and becoming the spokespersons for controversy, controversial statesmen, uh, statements. That's what's happening. Is there any way that those who are trying to get in front of this uh, order, social, new social order, will succeed in containing it and return any measure of sanity to language and or commonalities to concepts? Do you realize that the reason that we cannot find consensus anymore to be a functioning nation is precisely because we've gotten rid of any standard other than a personal standard and every man is doing what is right in his own eyes. Do you understand that that's what's going on? And no matter how hard you try, it's never going to go back because all of these persons want only what they want. The common good does not exist. A nation means nothing. You have these persons with no basic depth of understanding, but they've been lauded because they produced a hit album of songs or they produced a hit movie and uh, uh, millions of people watched them. So now 
you know, and they're popular on TV or they're popular on social media. They're influencers. These are not original thinkers. They're simply giving play to language that demonic actors have invented by the way of promoting of everything vile, contemptible, and evil. However, if you stand in the way and speak against any of it, nobody cares to hear. They just label you conveniently and run over you. So it's not going to be reversed. Is that pessimistic? No, it tells us that it's bound over for judgment that the only people, the only way to stop this is for it to reach its apogee, reach its fullest expression in all of its vulgarity, in all of its lawlessness, in all of its shredding of human decency and any standard related to God. Let's understand that All of this that we're looking at represents a mounting body of evidence that the human population no longer retains God in their knowledge as the standard by which anything is to be judged. I was reading about this one witless character uh, the other day who, you know, Uh, her handlers and promoters have made her into an icon and she was talking about exploring all the different sexual um, aspects of her being and how she, you know, she was pansexual and she was going to be, since she was God, (laughs) I chuckled at that um, thought, since she was God, then it was right for her to explore every aspect of being God because none of it was wrong. This is just being unrestrained by the knowledge of God. Since they chose not to retain God in their knowledge, Romans says God gave them over to a reprobate mind. Probate is by is to operate by divine standards. A reprobate, a reprobate, is one who has their own standards. And those standards only have validity because people agree with them. So it begins and ends as a personal standard with human support. Do you think we're ever going to turn this back around? And I'm especially speaking here to church people who do not understand the times they're living in. You're not going to change it. Have you even asked the question, does God want you to change it? You know, because the presumption we have is, quote, you see evil and we oppose evil. We must do something about it. Not in the time of judgments. 
In the time of judgments, let the wicked be wicked still. Pay attention to being righteous still. It's a waste of time and it's the pinnacle of folly to try and pursue these deviant behaviors and thoughts and the persons who practice them in the public forum. They invented these forums for this, these specific purposes. All I'm pointing out is there will come a time and not too long from now when God will pour out His judgment upon this behavior. And one of the judgments upon this behavior, like the judgment upon the behaviors of false prophets of Egypt who deceived the people, it brought the judgment of sores, boils, noisome sores upon the Egyptians. When it's God's time to deal, He will deal as He chooses. And there is no call on our part to do anything. In fact, it is the saints in heaven who make the call, but they're informed according to the standards and the timing, timings of God's judgments. Upon everyone who receives the mark of the beast and upon them which worshiped his image. Those two are particularly telling because A, they receive the mark of the beast. Do you remember? They received that mark in their foreheads and in their right hands. We talked about how their economy was attached to it and their foreheads because of their right hand and their foreheads because their minds had been compromised. So whoever had received the mark, meaning their thought processes were given over because they chose not to retain God in their knowledge and God let them run amok. What you're looking at with all this linguistic inventions and gymnastics and posturing and preening and the rest of it, that is the evidence of minds that have been corrupted inasmuch as they refuse to retain God in their knowledge. The language is just what speaks what's in their hearts and what they have given themselves to and quote, and those who worshipped his image. I, I have observed how I've seen so many of these public figures who know exactly how to create controversy and to benefit from it. You have a movie star who hasn't had a hit movie in a while, a singing star who hasn't had a hit song in a while. What do they do? They create controversy. They say and do extreme things to gain attention. 
And before you know it, their publicists are leveraging their notoriety into a new movie, into a new album. The publicists are holding them up, holding them up as being advanced thinkers, progressive thinkers even. Why? Because there's a growing human population that has not retained God in their knowledge. And these characters are giving voice to what the multitude wishes to hear. But what will they do in the end thereof? When, like Egypt, plagues are coming, noisome sores. Then the second angel poured out his vial upon the sea, and it became as blood, as blood of a dead man. The blood of a dead man is coagulated, it's thick, it's um, viscous, it has a level of viscosity that is not like living blood. It said, and every living soul died in the sea. Every living soul died in the sea. You remember that one of the plagues upon Egypt was turning the waters into blood. Now, and it goes on to, to say, and the third angel poured out his vial upon the rivers and fountains of water, and they became blood. So water here is the subject. And it is a showing. Water is a reference to word, word. So the philosophy of the age, the sea here would be the sea of humanity. So all these popular godless theories will be judged. Why is that surprising? Because this is where the opposition to God was centered, in godless theologies, in godless philosophies, that people who are perishing believe. I think it interesting that every living soul died who was in the sea of dissipation. It is to say that God reveals that men are dead while they're still alive because of what they feed their minds and how they sustain their thoughts. This death is manifested in the singular absence 
of answers and of hope. Another reading of the same thing spoken in other prophetic passages speak of how men's hearts fail them because of fear. You know, in this day when you can create your own economies on the internet and everybody can be independent of scrutiny and immune from the things that would otherwise affect your economy, we, we routinely read stories of how you know, influencers are making uh, tens of millions of dollars a year. And the illusion is that everybody, if you had the right product, you can create your own independence. We've seen every kind of public figure, and especially young people, with no foundation as to what is true, be able to create business models, usually in fashion, ranging from jewelry to footwear. And they, they, they have tens of millions of followers and they have an immunity. This describes their condition as living in the blood of dead men, in which case they are rendered dead while they are still alive themselves. Next, so water that becomes blood, clearly a reference to one of the ten plagues of Egypt. But I am I, fascinated by the language and what it implies. Became as the blood of dead men, coagulated blood, not alive, not supplying the flesh not filled with the, the uh, nutrients that, that serve the body and removing the waste, blood that has stopped flowing, coagulated, lumpy blood. Every living soul died in the sea. And so every living body died within the sea every living soul, the soul that sins, it shall die. So it's revealing what men have placed their hope in by way of these false things and it's revealing the condition of men who are dead while they're still alive, separated from God and incapable of finding hope and answers. And of course, the third, when the third angel poured out upon the uh, rivers, fountains of water, they became as blood. Which means that even the flowing waters, analogous to the Word of God, even the people who made a lie out of the things of God, uh, they died like the rest of humanity 
from not having the eternal word which imparts life. We'll continue with the fourth angel when we come back. I'm Sam Solon. We'll see you then. Bye-bye.